Welcome to Screw the Hierarchy, episode 82. This is your host, Deb Falzoy, and this week we're talking about Evan Zeifried, who is a 40-year-old Kroger employee of 19 years who took his life after relentless, brutal abuse at work that Kroger completely ignored. We're talking today with Jana Murphy, who is a friend of the family and an organizer of Justice for Evan, and she's going to talk today about who Evan was, what he went through, and all of the amazing work she's doing alongside so many others to get the word out um, about what happened to Evan and to give a voice not just to Evan, but to the cause in general to let people know what workplace bullying is. Are you ready to hear what she has to say? More after this. If you're a target of workplace abuse and want to break free of the grips of abusive power, you found your place. I'm your host, Deb Falzoy, and the podcast begins now. Hi, I'm Deb Falzoy with Dignity Together, and I am here with Jana Murphy. She's the organizer for Justice for Evan and a close family friend of the uh, Zyfried family. So welcome, Jana. I want to, we're here to to hear about your efforts and, you know, what happened with Evan. Um, so we'll, let's start there. If you want to um, kind of explain how this all started and we'll, we'll start with the story of Evan um, and first maybe start off with what kind of person he was. Um, we know that just to give everybody a background, um, Evan Zyfried was a Kroger employee who took his life after severe workplace bullying. So um, yeah, if we can start off with what kind of person he was. Oh, thank you, Deb. And thank you for having me today. And it is such a pleasure to, um, to honor Evan and to be his voice as the organizer of Justice for Evan. And um, I'm just so happy to have this opportunity to spread the story um, and to make people aware of what happened at Kroger. There's so many people who still don't know that this has happened and the more that we can spread the story, it is very, very important to spread the story about what happened to Evan, Um, not only to seek justice and fight for justice for Evan, but also for all the employees of Kroger and the whole company under the um, Kroger family of companies who are being mistreated um, at Kroger that we, we were not expecting um, when, so first I'll tell you about Evan and then we'll get into to what has transpired um, since we started Justice for Evan. Uh, a month ago, it was just a month ago this week that all this is um, since, since we started the organization and, um, and uh, since, so much has happened. <laughs> um, Evan was, uh, it's, Evan was a beautiful, kind man. He was 40 years old at the time of his death. He turned 40 um, February the 11th and celebrated his last birthday um, with his family. Uh, his mom made him his favorite cake. It was a tradition with he and his mom started a tradition when the pandemic happened that they started making a dessert together every week. And uh, on Sundays, they would make a dessert and they made his favorite for his last birthday, which was um, um, a, a spice cake with cream cheese frosting. 
Um, but Evan was his mother's best friend. They were extremely, extremely close. Um, on the Justice for Evan Facebook page, uh, I did write a eulogy and all of viewers can see that on the Justice for Evan page. And I ask all of your viewers to follow the Justice for Evan page as a tribute to Evan and to show his family love and support every single person who follows the page. Um, you know, that's another support for that family who is grieving tremendously. Um, Evan grew up in Milford, Ohio with his, or in the Loveland, Ohio area with his mom and dad and his older brother, Eric. Um, they're very close family. Um, a very proud, hardworking family. Um, his mom and dad uh, and are, are still married and they've been going back and forth to or Oregon is where Eric um, lives, Evan's older brother. Um, and the fam the, his, Evan's mom and dad have been spending a lot of time in Oregon with Eric, um, grieving um, and being there where Evan loved. Evan loved to visit Oregon and visit, visit Eric and he would travel out with his mom and dad and they would hike and they were all very, very close. Um, Evan was always a wonderful person. He was a, a, a had close friends. Um, he always took up for his friends. He was um, a, a, a quiet person, uh, extremely kind. He started working for Kroger when he, he was a, he loved food. Evan loved food. And that's why he started into the grocery business. Um, and he started in the meat department at Kroger uh, when he was 21 and was very proud to be working at Kroger as at Kroger is home base in Cincinnati where um, I'm two miles from right now. And um, it, it's always been a very proud position to work at Kroger. Um, you know, I'm from Frankfurt, which is the state capital of Kentucky, which we're here in the tri-state area. There's Cincinnati, Kentucky, and Indiana. And Cincinnati is right in the middle of the, of the tri-state. Um, so in Frankfurt, which is a, an hour from Cincinnati, which is the capital city of Kentucky, if you didn't work for the state, you worked for Kroger. And when you start working, you started at that time working for Kroger, um, you would work your way up into management. And um, that was always an, an ambitious, an, an ambition for employees was I'm going to work hard at this great company. I, I'm working under the union. I pay my dues. They'll always be here to protect me. And I, I'm going to work my way up and I'm, I'm going to, um, uh, become management, and this is probably where I'm going to retire to from. The benefits are great, and this is a, a proud hometown company that everyone wants to support Kroger. Um, that's been the mentality my entire life that is embedded in me to support Kroger, support your hometown proud company, and uh, be there for them, and they'll be there for you. And um, that was also Evan's uh, uh, goal when he started there was to um, work his way up. Um, he was an extremely hard worker. Um, Evan uh, never missed a day of work. He was there almost 20 years working for Kroger. He was a 
very extremely loyal employee. He was never written up. He never had any issues at work, ever. He showed up for work every day. He took great pride in his work. He was really um, invested emotionally in his work at Kroger because that's the way people should be at a job that they love. And he loved his work. He loved his coworkers. He loved his employee, his, uh, the, the people who worked under him as he did work his way up to being a dairy manager. Um, so he loved food. And he, so he started working at Kroger and, uh, and just continued to work his way up. He was a very balanced human being. Um, he took his time off and traveled when he was 19 and his brother was uh, 21. They spent five weeks in Europe together. And as Eric says, it was the best. Eric is a, um, they they come from a very hardworking family. His dad retired after 40 years of being the human resource director um, at Ford. And his brother, Eric, has uh, long longevity in his company. And, uh, you know, they're just very committed to their, to their work. And his mother was a, a very ambitious homemaker and, um, they were just a very close-knit family, um, you know, traditions, Thanksgivings, Christmases. Um, there's extended family here in Milford. They're close, good, solid, hardworking, wonderful people. Um, and um, to get back to things that Evan enjoyed doing and the balance that he had in his life, um, Evan was a person who lived what he believed and he lived in a way that many people, um, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, I was going to say envy, but it's more of respect. People really respected Evan and they, people, when they hear about the life that he was leading, they think, they say more of us should have been like Evan. But everyone who knew Evan when he was alive said that about him when he was alive. More of us should be like Evan. Um, he and his brother never fought. <laughs> you know, they weren't, they were always close. Um, his brother always would say about how he wished that he would be more like Evan in many ways because Evan was extremely kind and level headed. Um, he went, if there was, something that he disagreed on that was going on in the world because he was extremely well-read and highly intelligent. And he knew all about things, everything that was going on in the world, Evan digested it. Um, he um, uh, could, he would think and, and have very stimulating conversations with people about world issues. Um, and he objectively could see things um, in a, in a non-emotional manner uh, about the world that um, made him extremely like, um, uh, when, when you spoke with him, it was, you, it, you really could get into the conversation with him because no matter what your opinions were about things that were going on in the world, he wasn't going to argue with you. 
he was going to listen to you. He genuinely listened. He was a believer in reading all the books in the bookstore. And he did. Evan was an avid reader. Um, he worked hard. He worked very hard. And when he was not working, he was reading um, his family. His mom and dad just had the, the painful um, task of donating his books to the library. Um, and there were many of them. Um, he liked to read uh, history and biographies. He wasn't uh, wasn't too interested in, in fiction because he really enjoyed learning. I mean, he really enjoyed learning. He was a, a tenacious learner um, and uh, he loved to listen to music. He liked classic rock. Uh, so he listened to a lot of records um, and that was something that he really enjoyed doing. Like I said, he was a very balanced person. Um, he wasn't interested in uh, trite things, as you would think of. Um, um, not that social media is trite, but he didn't spend um, time uh, on, on social media. That wasn't something that, that triggered his interest. He enjoyed uh, thinking about where he was going to be traveling to. He actually had a, a plane ticket to see his brother that, he was, that never got used, that he was going to go in June. He had a planned trip to Oregon. Um, so that's very painful that his, he, for his brother, um, his brother was really looking forward to him going out to have that experience with Evan. Um, he got along with everyone. No one ever had any problems with Evan. He didn't have an enemy one. He, um, was just enjoying his life. He was a homeowner. And if you went inside of his home, uh, you would love Evan. <laughs> um, he had a home of things that meant something to him. Uh, birthday cards from coworkers, you know, around his home, his records, his books. Um, he wasn't interested in, in television. He um, preferred to be, like, spend his time when he wasn't working uh, outside or, um, uh, spending time with family. He, he really enjoyed cooking. He really enjoyed cooking. Um, so he spent time and he liked food. He really enjoyed food. Um, so he really uh, would think about what he was going to cook. He really enjoyed spending time going and getting ingredients for recipes. Um, he enjoyed spending time with his girlfriend and, um, and, living a, a very happy, uh, peaceful existence. And uh, when I refer to a peaceful existence, it was really his mantra to live a peaceful existence and for the world to be at peace um, and for his environment to be very peaceful. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's extremely... It, uh, it, it makes it even the pain sharper um, because of the person who Evan was and what happened to him um, from people who are not like him at all. Um, Evan was a peacemaker and he uh, in, 
did things, a lot of things to help his coworkers. And one of the things that he did to help a coworker was to transfer to the Milford Kroger store. Uh, one of his coworkers um, wanted to be, uh, wanted a transfer. And so um, Evan altruistically transferred with him. And that's what took him to the Milford store um, after having been at the Anderson Township store for a significant amount of time. Um, he followed the rules of the CDC guidelines and he wore a mask to work. Um, a manager, a female manager, um, took it upon herself to who, who um, she took, she assumed what his political beliefs were from him wearing a mask and her political beliefs were different. And she started um, an immediate terrorization of Evan at work. Um, she started sexually harassing him. And uh, um, I can, and you have a copy of the, of the lawsuit and it describes um, everything that happened to Evan in, in detail. Um, but I'll give your listeners um, some information about, it's very, very hard to hear. And it's very hard to say. Um, because it's truly unbelievable what happened to Evan. And I want to prelude um, this part of our conversation with telling you that I'm, I'm going to tell you the manager's name is Fran Shannon Frazee. Um, she's the female manager. And uh, Joseph Pig is uh, a male manager who was also involved um, or supervisors. And uh, not one person has come forward and said that they had a good experience with Shannon. She was previously previously employed at Target. Um, she had poor employee rela relations. And when I say poor employee relations, she horrifically bullied employees at other retail locations that she worked. And Kroger did not look into that when they hired her. Um, as far as I know, I, that's what I've been told is that they did not look into her employee history. And that would seem, if they did, then they ignored what was happening or what people were saying. Um, because people, many <laughs> of her past employees have reached out to Justice for Evan and said, Evan's life could have been spared if they didn't hire Shannon and they would not have hired her if they cared about her employee relations because she was treating people horribly before. Um, Kroger hired her. Um, she started, tar she targeted Evan because he was wearing a mask. He reported what she was doing. His reports were completely ignored. Um, she continued what she was doing um, to him. She was sabotaging his work. She started, get, she got other employees who were, um, I've gotten reports that other employees came on board because they were afraid of her. She told um, people that she was going to make Evan's life a living hell. 
and her other employees were afraid that they that she was also going to make their life a living hell because they saw what she was doing to Evan. Um, so she continued, things grew, um, many other, uh, um, she got a little mob, if you will, um, to sabotage his work, to, um, uh, he was sent child pornography to his phone. His phone number was released. He was, he was told this, um, that his, that, Hey, we've given, we've given other employees your, your phone number and you're going to start getting messages to your phone. And he did, he got child pornography sent to his phone. Um, he told his dad, um, that this had happened and they, he said, um, I, I can, what can we do about this? Can we take my phone to a lawyer and, and have it looked at? And, um, they were going to see a lawyer and they had an appointment to see a lawyer. Um, before that happened, Evan had, um, a transient episodic break and, um, he went, was staying, went to stay at his parents' house. He went and laid down to take uh, a rest in his childhood room. And two hours later, his father, Ken Seyfried, found him after cutting his arms and his wrists and his throat. I'm so sorry, Jenna. Thank you for sharing um, all of that and for your beautiful tribute to him and, and to who he was, you know, before describing all of that. I don't know if you, you can take us through um, a couple of, or at least one example of, um, I know that you, you had described a, a story of his product getting slashed. Um, can you tell us like a little bit about that um, and, and maybe some of the, um, you know, reports that you've heard from other employees, you know, from Kroger about like the type of, um, type of work in environment they've experienced or just, uh, just more of like what Kroger's not doing in response to this whole situation. Um, I know with workplace bullying, it's often the case that employers will ignore a situation so that they don't have to um, admit liability for not doing anything about it. So um, yeah, just sort of painting more of a picture of some of the tactics that she used um, and then what the what Kroger wasn't doing to some of these egregious, you know, tactics. Kroger completely ignored Evan's reports. He wrote a report. He, Evan had never had um, a flaw on an audit before. He had a, a scrupulous record, um, an impeccable record uh, at Kroger. And that goes back to the person that he was. He, he believed in doing his, his very best. Um, and he did. He did his very best. And he wasn't going to have flaws in his department. He cared about his customers and he cared about his work. He was not 
he, he was very focused on always having um, uh, an exemplar uh, uh, performance at work and making sure that his customers were always safe. Uh, he never had expired product on his shelf or uh, tampered with product or damaged product. And um, he 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 had all this in writing, and it can be uh, seen in the in the lawsuit, um, uh, the record of the lawsuit, the manuscript of the lawsuit. Uh, it is long; it's thirty-one pages. But I highly encourage anyone who's listening um, to read the lawsuit. Um, it's uh, it will make in anyone who has read the lawsuit is not shopping at Kroger's. Um, that's a huge goal of justice for Evan. And I'll get back to your questions, but that's a huge goal for justice for Evan is to ask people and get people to read the lawsuit because anyone who does is not shopping at Kroger. Um, and it is consumers um, right and responsibility uh, to, uh, to know about what happened uh, to Evan. And that's why spreading this story is so important. And also with this being our hometown company here, Kroger is corporate based in Cincinnati, corporate based in Cincinnati, this huge multi-billion dollar company is based in Cincinnati. So you can imagine the advertising that goes into um, all the media here. Um, media has been extremely, uh, supportive and I am so extremely grateful for that. There is one affiliate who has not aired the story yet. Um, it is, you know, understood that my assumption is because of the advertising dollars. Um, I haven't directly asked them, do you feel like this is not important news when the Washington Post ran the story, the ABC affiliate, the Fox affiliate, the CBS affiliate, the other affiliates have ran the story except for the largest affiliate in Cincinnati, which most people in Cincinnati watch the NBC affiliate here and they're not hearing the story because of that. Um, so, uh, and, and Kroger gives a lot of money to charities in the area. Um, you know, the people get their tickets for Kings Island. They get their tickets for the aquarium. They get a lot of discounted things from buying tickets through Kroger. Kroger sponsors a lot of large things here in Cincinnati. No one wants to believe what's going on at Kroger, but when people hear what's happening at Kroger and what happened to Evan, they are first of all shocked, horrified, and it's undeniable. And they say, we hate to know that this has happened, but as much as we don't wanna believe this, this has happened, we have to get justice for Evan, Kroger has to change. Um, and that is, we, we weren't expecting, uh, I mean, it, it hadn't even, I knew that that uh, I'd be hearing some stories about uh, other from other employees about mistreatment after um, uh, just from I thought if I mean this is such a horrific 
thing that happened to Evan. And honestly, in my mind, I thought, okay, there's one horrible manager, two horrible managers at Kroger's who did this. They're going to get ousted and everything's going to be great. Um, But really what has happened is we started Justice for Evan less than a month ago. Floods of messages started pouring in and out. And I say floods. I'm talking hundreds of messages. This same thing happened to me. I almost killed myself. I stayed in my room for a week and then I quit. This happened to me. I reported it to the union. I've been completely ignored. This happened to me. Kroger doesn't care. This exact same thing happened to me. I've heard stories of people um, being called. uh, One person (laughs) said that, um, her manager started calling her a child molester and hissing at her when she was walking through the hallway. She, he started calling her a child molester. And that rumor got spread around Kroger that she was a child molester. And when she would walk through the halls, you know, I say halls because I think about it being like in the back where people can't see, you know, that she would get pissed at and called a child molester and she quit but she said that it wrecked her life she went to therapy she she said this has been years ago um she reported it uh nothing happened she asked for transfers to another Kroger nothing happened and this is something too that's been really surprising um if if someone reports if an employee reports a manager at Kroger Sometimes they get just transferred to another store and then it happens there and then they get transferred to another store and Kroger isn't looking at why these transfers are happening. They're just making the transfers from everything that I have heard. Kroger does absolutely nothing when these things are being reported. Nothing. The union isn't responding. Um, There's, and I've got, a whole phone full of message after message after message after message describing in detail horrific accounts of people being extremely harassed, being called faggot, retard, um, and, and not just, I mean, it's bad enough if it just happened like one time from a fellow employee when you're walking into work, that's bad enough. That shouldn't happen to anyone at work. I'm talking relentless, relentlessly. One person told me that he was, for years, he said that he'd been uh, working at Kroger for 20 years. He got a manager who uh, started bullying him, started calling him a faggot and a retard, and that she was going to um, ruin his life, that he didn't deserve to live because he was a faggot and a retard. Um, this man who now has moved to another state said that for me to never disclose the state that he lived in because he was scared for his life because he was, his life was threatened after he had already quit work. He said he quit work because he was on the verge of suicide. He lost all of his tenure. He said, I just walked away. He said, 
He just walked away from it. Um, Evan was very invested in work. He was 10 years away from retirement. He was supporting himself. You know, this is Kroger was his, his retirement, his future, his uh, where he had invested 20 years of his life since he was 21 years old, where he had dedicated his all of his all of his loyalty work-wise went into Kroger. And it also um, was his work pride, his work investment, his plan for his future. He was 10 years away from retirement. He was planning the rest of his life and his job at Kroger's, that was his security. That was his security. That's what was, he was feeding himself with. So can you imagine, can you imagine this kind-hearted, wonderful person who had always done everything right, was loyal to Kroger, planning in 10 years to have his home, be able to travel around the world, enjoy his life, and reap the reward of having worked so hard for 30 years, and then one person comes in and says, huh, you're my new target, and I'm going to make your life a living hell, and does everything that she can possibly do to that one person to make his life a living hell, which goes back to sabotaging his audit. So he had an audit coming up. And again, this is in extreme detail and I won't um, say everything because I want to make sure that uh, I, 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 if there's so much detail to what, to what happened to him in this audit, um, I want to make sure that I'm, I, I don't misspeak just because of human error. Um, uh, so again, I encourage everyone to read this lawsuit, um, and I'm sure you can attach it to the podcast and, and so that it makes it very easy for your listeners. Um, but, and customers attest to this and other employees attest to this, that, um, expired product was put on, on the shelf, um, damaged product was put on the shelf. And uh, not just not just once, multiple times. Um, and uh, she made sure that his audit was uh, that he failed his audit. And so his audit failed. Um, and that also happened shortly before he took his life. Can you imagine a man who's never had a flaw at work? And then he's being uh, blamed, um, you know, and. Uh, for multiple expired product on his shelf. Imagine what that would do to a person who's protected his customers and so many messages from his customers about how much that they miss Evan, that he was always kind, always helpful, um, you know, how much that they looked forward to him. He was the most beloved coworker at work. Um, all of his coworkers uh, knew him as the kindest. That's what he was known as, the kindest, hardest working person in the store who you could always ask to help you unload a truck and he would go out of his way to kindly help you. Um, and 
so that was that was uh, that the 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 sabotaging of his product, the harm that was put to the customers um, that emotionally was so harmful for Evan and so hurtful and so confusing. Um, and he was reporting, uh, he, was, he was blowing the whistle. He followed protocol. Here, he didn't react emotionally. He didn't retaliate. He didn't um, scream. He did what he was supposed to do. He reported it. He followed exactly protocol what he was supposed to do. And he was completely ignored. He was completely ignored. The only thing that was happening was the harassment was continuing and his, he was failing his audits. That's what was happening. He was being destroyed at work where he had been for almost 20 years destroyed at work and being completely unheard. He felt like this company, this company, this hometown proud company that my family has shopped at my whole life, you know, you know, if you have a family member who works at Kroger, you shop at Kroger, you know, um, where he had invested his, 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 so much, you know, not many people can relate to, to having worked at a place for 20 years and um, never missing a day at work and starting at such a young age. So just imagine that. And then imagine that company literally, literally turning on you. Literally just turning on you. And then all your hopes and dreams of your future in that work are gone, just completely gone. And not many of us can not only relate to his work ethic, but the type of person that Evan was, not many of us are like that. So imagine a person who always throughout his life, um, had close friendships and uh, took, uh, he didn't just like have friendships. He, he was intentional. Evan was a very intentional person. So he thought about the way that things should be. And that's the way that he lived. He was extremely intentional. So he had friendships and, uh, and he, lived in those friendships the way that we should have friendships. He was loyal to them. He uh, devoted quality time to them. He uh, respected them and, uh, and he took up for them. And that's always what he did for work. And they did not do the same thing for him. In return, what he got from Kroger was um, child pornography to his phone. Um, a female 
uh, manager who was sexually harassing him, she would uh, uh, lean over him and show her cleavage to him. And he reported that he uh, was not comfortable with that and, and that he didn't know why she was doing that, but that he was not comfortable with it. He reported it, nobody did anything. Um, he had reported that there, uh, he had report, two female um, co-workers had come to him and told them that they were being sexually harassed and asked for his assistance. He was always more than willing to help co-workers and stand up for them. Um, and he did that in exactly the protocol they should have been. Uh, and what was happened was that manager, Joseph Pig, who was sexually harassing uh, Evan's female co-workers was transferred to another store. And then he was transferred back to Milford, knowing that Evan was the person who had helped those female employees to report him. Joseph Pig and Shannon Frazee are friends. Evan didn't stand a chance. And Kroger hasn't responded at all. Shannon Frazee is working right now in the Milford Kroger. Um, Joseph Pig is working at the Hyde Park Kroger, which is uh, a, neighbor, a, a neighboring Kroger. He's actively working there. Um, it's shocking as a human being to realize that a manager at a retail grocery store who's been reported for sexually harassing females isn't immediately fired. Um, that's unbelievable to me. It is unbelievable to me that a, uh, a manager who has been reported to of sexual harassment, a female who's been reported to sexual harassment and uh, calling people names and even even that in the in the slightest bit, shouldn't they be fired? But it's what we've learned is this is this is Kroger's protocol. This is what they do. Um, I have hundreds of messages. <laughs> from employees saying, oh, this is just life at Kroger. This is life at Kroger. And you realize if you uh, aren't allowing yourself just to be subject to it, then things just get worse. Things just get worse. Um, I've had a friend come to me. She's been a friend of mine for six years. This tells you something. This is someone who um, I saw a couple times. I still see her. Uh, a couple of times a week, and I've seen her a couple times a week for the past six years. I knew that she was a previous employee at Kroger, and that um, she that things um, that she didn't like her job at Kroger, but she hadn't gone into detail. And this has been something that's been absolutely heartbreaking for me um, is how much, how many times that, that something similar to what I'm getting ready to tell you has happened. Um, she came to me last week in, it's actually, it's been a week before last now in tears and said, I just want to share my story with you about what happened at Kroger. And 
She said, when I got divorced and I had four little girls at home, I needed health insurance for those little girls. I went to work at Kroger because I knew that the benefits were good. She said, what happened to me? I had no, I could have never anticipated what would have happened to me. She's a, a, a beautiful woman. And she said, my male manager, I'm quoting her. She said, my male manager decided I was the pretty one. And that's what he called me. He said, oh, I'm going to call you the pretty one. He never called me by my name. He referred to me as the pretty one. And he would say, oh, make the pretty one do it. He gave me extra job responsibilities. And he would tell me if I didn't go out with him, he was just going to make things harder for me. She said, I went home in tears every single day. She said, I would vomit before work. I didn't know what to do. I had to have health insurance for my kids. Um, I could not quit. She said, and it was horrible. She said that she begged for um, a transfer to another store. She reported him and it was ignored. She went through protocol. She said, I learned very, very quickly. Things just get worse if you report anything. Things just get worse. She said that $10 a week that was taken out for my union dues. She was like, I just thought that's just $10. That's not going to be able to go in my grocery budget. Um, she got a transfer to another store uh, and she was happy, very happy at that store. Um, she got noticed that she was going to be transferred back. And she said, Jana, she said, I went into my manager. She said that she had a very good manager at that Kroger. She said, I went into that manager's office, my manager's office. She said, I laid my head on her desk and I sobbed. She said, I said, you cannot send me back to that store. She said, you cannot send me back to that store. Please, please, please don't let them send me back to that store. And she said, that manager said, I will not, I will not let them just keep showing up here for work. And they kept, he kept wanting her to come back to that store. So she kept getting notices over and over again that she was going to be sent back to that store. Can you imagine what that was doing to her emotionally? So she said, thank God she didn't have to, she, she quit. She, she couldn't, she left. She said, thank God I was able to get out. Thank God I was able to get out. And that's what I've heard so from so many people. Thank God I was able to get out. What I'm hearing from current employees is I've got two years left. It might take 50 years off my life, but I've got two years left. I'm going to stick it out. It's, I, I've heard so many people say, the only reason to work at Kroger is for the benefits and you pay highly for it. You pay in so many other ways. Um, it's from what I've gathered is Kroger feeds into a bullying mentality. They, uh, they, they, coming down, they, that's, that's what they're trying to achieve. They're not trying to achieve a, uh, 
an, an excellent uh, employee management relationship with um, to build up employees with with pride, um, with reassurance, with um, a, a, a good a good environment to come into every day. They are festering a toxic workplace. I don't know what their intention is on that, and I'm and I do know that there are uh, really good stores out there. I'm not hearing any of those stories. Um, that's been one thing that's also been very surprising is I know that people are having good experience at Kroger's. I know that there are people who are having good experiences at Kroger's. Those people are not coming forward. Um, I'm here, so it almost makes me think, are, are you sure that you're having a good experience at Kroger? I'm sure that people are. Um, now I have my, my co-administrator of, um, of the Justice for Evan page. She's been a 23 year uh, associate of Fry's um, and she's in Arizona and uh, Fry's is part of the Kroger family of companies. And she's had an excellent, excellent experience. And that is why she's able to do what she's doing right now is she takes, um, she takes great pride in the company that she works for. And the fact that this has happened um, is devastating to her. Uh, and she wants to do everything that she can to, um, to, uh, to help, to help us and to, to help spread the word about justice for Evan, to fight for justice for Evan and to truly, truly make change in Kroger because People are going to Kroger every day and they do not feel like that the corporate has their best interests in mind. They don't. And the reason why they don't is they don't feel like their managers have their best interests in mind and they don't. The, what we've learned is that management has their own personal interests in mind. And if they're not a good person, every employee that they have is out of luck. Um, it's, it's really hard to think about the fact that Shannon um, and Joseph, and, I, and the reason I refer to Shannon first is that she was, um, she was uh, more pertinent with, with Evan. She was uh, more directly related in, uh, in Evan's demise. Uh, so, but she's, she's currently at work there are currently employees. It's not like she's changed as a person. This is, this is, if a person does this to someone, if a person is the type of person who is cruel and is power hungry and only has their own agenda and will do anything that they can possibly do and they gain power from, um, from uh, uh, abusing people, and bullying people and that that's who they've been throughout their life and we all know that there's that those people exist in the in the world i mean that's that's undeniable we all know this and if one of those people is a manager which shannon is she's there right now um it worries me for the employees that she has right now um 
I have reached out to families who have employees, um, family members who are employees right now working under her. Um, they say that all the employees at that store are pretending like this didn't happen, not because they know it didn't happen, because they saw it happen, but they're too afraid of Shannon because they did see what happened to Evan, and they're very afraid that it will happen to them. And that, that we cannot stand for that, and we won't. And that's why we will always make sure that we continue in Evan's whistleblowing to be his voice because he's not here any longer to have his voice, but now he has many, many voices. And we will continue for as long as it takes to make sure that Kroger changes, that they don't have people who are managers who are bullies. We will not allow it. Kroger has to have managers who are actually good people. They have to go back into their, um, uh, employee records at their past jobs and look at what their employee records were. Actually find out a person, find out what kind of person, what kind of person is working in your store. It has to be a person of ethical right value. It cannot be a person who's ever had a history of calling anyone names, who is power hungry, who has their own agenda. And um, it has to, we have to get people working in Kroger who are actually good people who are, uh, who want the well-being of all. Um, and what bullies do is they want, they have their mindset on winning and, uh, you know, they have an extremely solo attitude. This, you know, it's, it's a tyranny. This is, um, this is what I want to achieve and I'm going to make sure that I achieve it. And what Kroger does is says, we are going to hire people like that and um, we're just going to allow you to achieve what your agenda is and that's how you're going to work your way up here. And profitably, that mentality is what's putting money in the shareholders' pockets. And it's ruining lives of employees. So tell me about what um, is happening with the Justice for Evan campaign, what you've been working on, um, the goals, and how people can, can support the campaign and get involved. Thank you. Um, well, immediately, um, as soon as, um, the lawsuit was filed within that hour, um, I organized justice for Evan to continue to be Evan's voice, um, to start spreading the word about what happened to him. Um, the outpouring of support has been uh, not surprising as people are learning about this, but it has been huge. Um, the amount of support um, that 
you know, we have over in less than a month, there's, I think, almost 2,500 followers um, on Justice for Evan. Um, everyone who hears about what happened to Evan is following Justice for Evan. We immediately organized a very, everything uh, in our mission is in, done in peace and kindness. Uh, Justice for Evan does not believe in re retaliation. We believe in justice. We believe in being informed and we believe in human rights and dignity. And we, uh, immediately organized a peaceful protest outside of the Milford Kroger, um, where we had over 50 people come. Uh, I'm wearing purple today, uh, and that is our representative color, because we want people to know that this is not a blue issue, and this is not a red issue. This is a human issue. Um, this is not political. This is what's this is what the difference in right and wrong. Um, and we want what's right. And we, the, or the, the protest was also a memorial to Evan. Um, we stood outside all day outside of the Milford Kroger uh, and held up our signs. And um, as everyone drove past, it was so beautiful. There's so many things that, you know, you can't anticipate or, uh, even expect um, at, at such an event and all the, the, the horns, the honking of horns of the passer buyers was so beautiful. I mean, it was really a beautiful display of humanity, what happened that day. It was also a beautiful display of truly how things um, should be done. Um, uh, as the organizer of Justice for Evan, I'm going to refer. I'm just going to say, it, refer it to in the first in first person. Um, you know, I co contacted the Milford Police the week before uh, the protest and told them uh, Justice for Evan's intention and uh, that you know we're coming in peace to raise awareness on what happened to Evan and to raise awareness on. Uh, what's going on at Kroger and to uh, encourage people not to shop at Kroger until they change and until uh, there's justice for Evan. And what, how, how there will be justice for Evan is for Kroger to acknowledge uh, complete wrongdoing uh, in his death and, um, and, and to change. There will not be justice for Evan until Kroger changes and we will continue and continue to fight for that. Um, that we want to, con and also another thing is I walked through, I walked into Kroger and, uh, I, I called management beforehand, um, that week and told them our attention and said, the last thing that we want to do is to make your employees or, or your job harder. We, we want to make things better for you. We are not against you. We are not against you. We want things to change for you. So beforehand, I, I went into Kroger and introduced myself to the manager, you know, and it was, it's very interesting. I'm a very um, peaceful person. And, uh, you know, you know, she, you could tell she was ready for me to fist the cuffs. And it was, you know, I, I, 
I'm, I'm, I always presume that people are always going to expect peace and expect kindness and that that's always what they feel like they're going to be able to step into and walk into and, um, and be embraced with. Um, but what I realized as she was walking toward me, she knew who I was, that she was expecting confrontation. She was walking. She was walking toward confrontation. And um, when I was, I told her that I was, that we were not going to be blocking the walkways. We wanted to make sure that the customers you know, were able to easily get into Kroger and that we didn't take up any of their parking, you know, and that, you know, I told her where we were going to be parking and where we were going to be standing. And as I was talking to her, her, the look on her face when she was looking at me, it was surprise. Um, and sadly, that's what, that's what she expects out of, um, out of, out of what would be happening at her work. Um, and also that's the type of people that Kroger hires as their managers are people who have that mentality of confrontation. And, you know, if, if I had said nothing, she probably would have blasted me, not even knowing the type of person who I am at all. Um, and, uh, fortunately, um, I'm an extremely disarming human and, uh, she, at the, at the end of our interaction, I think she felt a little bit more relaxed. Um, uh, I'm very intentionally want to make sure that none of our protests aren't get large because uh, I, I thought a lot about protests and uh, it's very, very important for Justice for Evan to always maintain um, integrity and to always meditate on Evan's spirit and his intention. And we will never, ever step outside of those guidelines, um, even if it means, hey, we can't have a protest downtown Kroger outside of corporate because it may get too large. And if things get too large, they cannot be controlled. And when things cannot be controlled, if everyone is not at a complete like-mindedness, then it is not peaceful. And uh, we will always have peaceful protests. So um, that was extremely successful, the, that our first protest. Um, we uh, gained a lot of media attention from that. Um, and. Uh, uh, I spread the awareness a lot um, through Twitter. People have been extremely um, uh, um, passionate about spreading what happened to Evan as they're learning. It's our responsibility to, to spread this because, um, you know, the, the local affiliates have ran the story, but national news has not ran this. Uh, Washington Post ran the story, Daily Mail did the story, um, but national news has not ran the story. Uh, everyone who's hearing, and I'm, I'm referring to it as this story, um, but you know, uh, of course it's uh, even difficult to refer to Evan as, as this story. 
But as people are hearing what happened to Evan and what's happening at Kroger, what I'm hearing over and over again is, why are we not seeing this on national news? Why is NBC not running this? Why have I not heard about this? That's what I'm hearing from everyone. And so I'm telling everyone, we have not heard the story from NBC because either A, they do not feel like this is important, or B, they're not going to lose Kroger advertising dollars. So they would rather not run the story um, and not have their viewers being informed um, and keep their advertising dollars. So that's the choice that they're making, and that's their right to have that that choice, whether we agree with it or not. Um, in the, we had an online um, protest this past Saturday. And, uh, uh, you know, when I say things are successful, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to be excited about, it, about anything when it's uh, happening because a man cut his throat because he was being bullied by a manager. So I'm saying successful, but there's no joy in this. There's no, there's no joy in this. This is horrible. Um, our protest that we had on Saturday reached countless people. I started counting how many people were retweeting um, and uh, I realized that very, very early on in the day, it was going to become countless. So I'm very pleased uh, that um, uh, people are spearheading support and subgroups on their on their own now as word is spreading um, because justice for Evan we need all the help that we can get we are David against Goliath here um, and you know we we know that the only way that Kroger's is that we we know Kroger's it that what we've seen, they don't have a, a heart for their employees. Um, we know that the only way that we're going to get to Kroger is through money and through people not shopping at Kroger. We know that, that they bleed green and not red and that that's what's going to affect them. Um, so that's what we're encouraging people to do is to not shop at Kroger until there's concrete legitimate change um, that that change will take time uh, we're here for the long run um, we're going to continue to fight for Kroger I've, you know it's uh, disheartening but understandable people are people are used to um, people fighting for a cause and then when they uh, um, their personal realm when things get as complete in that realm as, po as possible, um, then usually, uh, or, or often, oftentimes, um, then the passion quiets down. Well, I'll tell you, if Evan was here, he would be passionate for every single employee who works at Kroger's, and he would continue to be their voice for as long as it takes. And we have all the energy in the world to fight for every single employee at Kroger. Every single one of them deserves to go to work every single day, feel respected, feel prideful, and not be afraid. And for as many times as I've heard, 
that people are afraid of going to work at Kroger Justice for Evan will continue our mission of being loud and spreading what's going on until Kroger changes. We're not going to stop. So for as long as the trial takes, for if, uh, if Kroger decides to um, make a settlement with Seyfried family, um, we'll, we're not going to be quiet. <laughs> after a settlement, after a trial, we're not going to be quiet. We're not going to be quiet until Kroger changes. If Kroger changes, we will stand on the mountaintops and sing their praises. I mean, that's awesome. You know, if a, if a multi-billion dollar company actually can change, which they can. I mean, change for the good, change for the good is easy change, you know? I mean, all you gotta do is get good, have good intention, have good intention. And it has to start with corporate. Um, if, if a corporation has good intention, which we know, big corporations. There's a lot of big corporations that have good intentions. There's also a lot of big corporations that maybe they weren't completely uh, spearheaded in a good intention, but they realize, oh, we got to change and we're going to change. And if Kroger admits that they have to change, which will be the first thing, if Kroger stays all high and mighty and says, you know what? We actually like this mentality. We like the bullying mentality. We're going to continue to fester in this. Then nobody's going to shop there. Nobody can shop there. The people who will be shopping there will be the people who are like them, who want that, that type of mentality, who want to live in a toxic environment. And if that's the food that's being put on people's table, um, you know, if you're shopping at Kroger and you are putting the food on your table that is coming from a corporation that has no heart, does not care about its employees, festers bullying, doesn't care that people are taking their lives, doesn't care that there's still management who directly led to people taking, or a man taking his life, then the only type of person who can feel okay with putting that food on their table is like that. And, but for all the good people in the world, they ethically, cannot be shopping there and they they won't they won't be shopping there so we have that's justice for evans one of our missions is to make sure consumers know what happens so that this is their choice if they want to continue shopping at kroger if if this had happened at kroger and my local news station <laughs> that i watched every night didn't run this story I would be very angry and very, uh, very angry 
um, and very outspoken that they did not report this to me to give me choices. That's one of the things that we depend on our news for, right, is to inform us about what's going on. There is a lawsuit against Kroger <laughs> of an employee who committed suicide and our local affiliate is not running the story. Do they feel it's not a story? Can they honestly say this is not a story? As a consumer, if I would change my news affiliate, if my news affiliate said it's not a story. If as a consumer, as a consumer who watches news, if you're not going to run the story and I feel like it's a story, I'm going to watch another news station because I don't think that you're in, in my personal ethical standard. Um, our next uh, event, we're going to continue to raise awareness um, and show support. You know, Evan's, Evan's aunts, his uncles, his, his mom and dad are still currently living here. Um, they need support. We they have to know that we are, are here for them. Um, what's been done to this family? What's been done to this family is unconceivable. What's been stolen from the Seyfried family. And from the Milford community, um, Evan grew up in Milford. He was very loved in his community. He, um, he you know, was a staple at the Kroger. And um, we want to show support for the Milford community. We want to continue to build support for them as this goes to trial. Uh, it's on the docket to start on October the 19th. As this goes to trial, this is going to be uh, a very, very taxing on, uh, on Kroger employees, on the Milford community, on the Seyfried family, and really uh, uh, consume, all, all consumers in Cincinnati. Um, people shop at Kroger. Now people are shopping um, at other grocery stores um, and they're finding that it's not difficult. We're getting, you know, tons and tons of Facebook posts constantly about, hey, I shopped at Meyer today and I, I really like it. You know, hey, I've never shopped at another store. I mean, people are, are um, sharing many joyful experiences about, hey, I never thought I'd like shopping at Aldi's. I love Aldi's. Hey, how do you feel about Meyer? Well, you know, my mom worked at Meyer for a long time and my, my mom worked at Meyer for a long time. My mom was always a really happy employee. And since um, uh, all this has been going on and, uh, and you know, she said, oh, if Kroger only, um, you know, had what Meyer had, you know, Meyer, you know, the, the, the corporate people, they, they come in, they walk around, they talk to the employees, they make sure that they're happy. Um, Management feels that management gets, uh, you know, uh, emotionally rewarded. Emotional reward at work is invaluable. And uh, what 
we're finding is that now consumers are just going to other grocery stores where their employees are being treated better and the consumers are now having a better experience at those stores. And we're also fortunate enough that uh, a Trader Joe's just opened up uh, very close. Um, and um, so these smaller stores are now uh, getting people's dollars and um, consumers are finding that it's not difficult to make those changes. People are changing their prescriptions, they're, uh, where they're getting their pet food from, where, uh, you know, they're just, they're just making changes. And that is huge support for Justice for Evan, you know, that continues our momentum and our energy as we're just every single day, you know, that number that I just check off, there's another family not shopping at Kroger, there's another family not shopping at Kroger. We don't want to see the demise of Kroger. We just want a complete and total change. And we want them to say, we have to change. This has all been wrong. This has all been wrong. And our intention was wrong. And when your intentions are wrong, everything gets messed up. I mean, you can't, you cannot function um, in an ethical, humanistic, uh, large business or any business, any relationship, any family, any, anything when the intentions are wrong. And that's what Kroger has done is, and it wasn't always like this. Uh, you know, you used to be able to work your way up. Now Kroger is hiring managers from outside. And that has been, that's been a huge uh, negative pivotal downfall on the ethic heart of Kroger is um, they took that away from their employees to be able to continue to like work their way up and uh, and get into high management positions as they started hiring uh, management uh, from other retail environments and not looking at their background with their relation with their employees. And, and that's been a, a large uh, contributor to just an, uh, literally inviting in a more toxic environment instead of building up from your own family with loyal, trusted people who are, are known and who have um, the, uh, the, you know, the stock in, in knowing them knowing that they're, hey, this is a good person who's now going to be over people. We've known this person since they've been working here for five, six, 20 years, and now they're going to be over these people. This is, that's what breeds a good environment. Not bringing in, hey, this person made this profit and they didn't have, that's another thing we've learned. Kroger doesn't like people who have, this has been another change that they've made. They don't like people who have a lot of management personal relation training they won't hire them they look at people who have um, floor return and profit so um, they that's what they look at when they're bringing people in and what they're doing is inviting in toxic leaders and that's what led to Evan's death thank you for all of that Jenna I'm curious um, for people who don't live near a Kroger what what can they do to support Justice for Evan and, and all that you're doing? Oh, thank you. That's a great question. And 
most people don't live near Kroger, even though um, there is a, uh, they may be uh, shopping at a Kroger family of store and not realize that they are. So uh, one thing that people can do is um, be aware of all of the family Kroger stores. So Fred Meyer Jewelers, um, uh, I, I don't want to misquote. Again, there's a long list, so uh, I can uh, send you the list and you can make that available to your viewers so they'll have that as soon as they uh, see this podcast so that they can make the choice to not shop at one of those stores because there's a, a large, large Kroger family source that I was not aware of at all until learning about this. Also, um, so not shopping at any of the Kroger family stores and uh, broadcasting to everyone who they know why they're not shopping there and what happened to Evan, making it known on their media platforms uh, that they are uh, supporting Evan Seyfried and um, that they're going to be very outspoken about boycotting the Kroger family of stores and um, to really, really spread the word uh, about what happened. That's the, that's the biggest thing that we're asking people to do is to get on Facebook, follow Justice for Evan and spread on all of their social media about what happened to Evan. Um, and follow on Twitter, Justice for Evan as well. Um, please, if you're on Twitter, please retweet things from Justice for Evan. Just, you know, start following, start following more people. If there's anyone who you uh, know who is in the media, you know, send it to them. Send, if you know people who have a lot of followers, we, as, as much just think, to think, 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 how can I, how can I help broadcast the story? How can I make my voice louder and represent and to represent Evan? How, what can I do as far as, uh, you know, to think and, and, uh, and um, you know, to really think about who do you know, who you can tell this story to, who they can get it out to a lot of people. Um, who do you know who is uh, um, in, in media? Um, who you can tell this to, who, who can give it the story out to more people. Uh, as unbelievable as it is that everyone in the country doesn't know about this, most people don't know about this. Everywhere I go, I ask people, hey, have you heard the case of Evan Seyfried versus Kroger, the man who took his life uh, in March after being horrifically bullied Kroger? And they're like, what? <laughs> and then I tell them, almost with everyone, that's the reaction. What? They don't know that this has happened. That's the main thing that people can do for Evan Seyfried is to spread the word of what happened to him so this does not happen to anyone else. This will happen to someone else. If, if I personally have received so many messages from Kroger employees saying, I almost committed suicide. I almost killed myself. I suffered depression for years. I'm almost over this, but this has triggered. I've heard that so many times. I was, I, I, I am better, but I, because I don't think about it, but this is triggered. And then you can see the triggering 
happening, you know, the grief that this is bringing, bringing up for people. Um, it's unbelievable to think that, um, that there are, could be, we haven't, we haven't gotten any of this feedback from any, everyone's been extremely supportive. I'm sure that there are people out there who um, feel like uh, someone who would take their life, uh, you know, why didn't they just quit? Why didn't, you know, we're asking everyone to read the lawsuit, to spread the word of the lawsuit and to, um, to learn about Evan, to, um, you know, he was a man who had no history of mental illness and to learn what bullying can do to a completely healthy, balanced human being and to learn and admit that bullying can do this to anyone. And would you want it to happen to your brother, your daughter, your sister, because it will, it will, it can happen. It can happen to me. You know, it, I mean, I'm a 49 year old woman. I think, Oh, you know, I've lived this long. It could happen. If I was in a work environment where I was being horrifically bullied as strong as I am, that could happen to me. And it, uh, I, people need to admit that, that, um, that bullying is um, not something that um, you can just be like, oh, I don't wanna be around this anymore. It affects, um, affects people. And it we, we are going to work very hard to not only stop bullying at Kroger, but work with, um, the Anti-Bullying Act uh, in the workplace and make it illegal for bullying in the workplace. And we're gonna continue to work um, and uh, build productive, large relationships with um, uh, all anti-bullying forces so that all big companies, all companies who are abusing their employees um, and, and bullying their employees uh, it, to, to get true, true change. Because if we don't, if no one does, or people feel like, oh, those companies are too big for us to fight against, then this is, it's not gonna get better. It's only gonna get worse. That's what's going to happen. Um, cancers don't shrink unless they're fought against. And so we will fight this cancer. And uh, that is, and, and that is how, you know, even though Evan it will never come back, there will never be any more memories for his family. They'll never be able to sit around the Thanksgiving table. That was one thing they love to do is, uh, be around the Thanksgiving table together, be around their Sunday table together. Um, you know, they were, uh, none of those memories. His mom loved to hike. They loved to hike together and talk. Um, 
Evan was a very, uh, you know, he, he really thought a lot about, um, spiritual, um, and, and, uh, you know, he, he really thought a lot about life and he, he and his mother really enjoyed talking about spiritual, uh, matters and their thoughts and talking about life and those conversations now will never come to fruition again. You know, the memories have ended. The memories that were made in the first 40 years of his life are the only memories that his family will ever make with Evan. And, you know, nothing is going to bring him back here in this human world to get to have more experience and to get to continue to enjoy his life and his family and his friends to enjoy him. Um, but we can continue to make change in his honor and we, he would want us to, he, he was a whistleblower. He, um, believed in all change for good. And that's how we can continue to honor him and allow him to live is by purposefully moving toward goodness and ridding large corporations of hate and greed. Thank you so much, Jenna, for sharing, you know, what Evan was like, his story, and all of the amazing work that you're doing and organizing people and spreading his story and building awareness around safe workplaces, the importance of dignity at work. It's just, it's so inspiring and powerful. And, and thank you so much for all that you're doing. Um, and just for the listeners, again, it's Justice for Evan um, on Facebook and Twitter and anything anyone can do to help build awareness around this will be much appreciated. Thank you so much, Jenna. Thank you so much for having me, Deb. And thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you for listening to Screw the Hierarchy. If you feel like you need more help, I have a free guide to recovery steps at dignitytogether.org slash targets and a sign up for daily boosts through your inbox at the same place. All of the content in this podcast was created and edited by yours truly, Deb Falzoy, and the music you heard is from Kevin McLeod. All right, have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.